Hey there, it's Jess Fraser, and welcome to another episode of Your Inner Vitality. I'm calling to all the dreamers out there, the ones wanting to disrupt the usual and make change. We're talking all things self-care, worth, confidence, goals, and the importance of showing up for yourself so you can show up for those dreams and others too. Remember, it's not about the magic that we create together here, but what you do with it outside. So let's continue this conversation at Your Inner Vitality Community Facebook group. The link is in today's session notes. But until then, let's hanker in for another good session. I'm so inspired by a session I just completed in a fitness conference that I'm in the midst of attending and I just thought, I have to share. I'm taking a lunch break right now and I was just so inspired by that session and thought, I am going to squeeze you in right here, right now. And we're going to talk about this because I think it is so appropriate to a lot of our everyday lives. How well are you at self-preservation, taking care of yourself and making sure that what you do for you is in turn going to help other people? And I know we've talked about self-care in the past, and I think this kind of blends into that, but there's a different part of this that I think I'd like to take today's episode into, and that is about that whole process of keeping yourself together. and not giving or losing yourself to other people, places, or things. And I think this is where I'd like to dig in with you today. And so the session that I actually had today was with a psychotherapist and her name was Bria Wanamaker. I'm going to try to get her on to this show for you guys because I think you guys would be a great pairing together. She's just one of those beautiful individuals that I think gets it and has helped other individuals just like yourself and me go through the trials and tribulations of life. And what really stuck for me from that session was something that she had said, and it was how we set ourselves on fire to keep other people warm. And I was like, whoa, I was like, I got to write this down for you because I need to repeat this. I need to share this to the world. And I think she got this from someone else. But what I can say is it had a profound effect on me. This is something that I think I used to do a lot of myself. And I have worked a lot on it already up until this point, but I do find myself still falling into that trait of setting myself on fire to keep other people warm. And so my question for you is, do you find this for yourself also? Because this is something that you would not be alone on. I can tell you that for sure. Chatting with my clients, I can think of one or two clients right now who are chronically in this particular position for themselves. So I thought, we need to talk about this. We need to give this space. The next question that I'd want to ask you is, where do you find that you are losing yourself, pieces of yourself in your world? Is that with certain people or certain places? Is that an influence coming from an environment or a group of individuals? And I think these two questions today are where we're kind of going to spend the most of our meat and potatoes before I set you off on a piece of homework, of course. So let's sit with those two questions. So the very first question was, do you set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. 
this is where those individuals who can be more of the chronic giver or the people pleaser, which we have talked in past episodes about, and also those individuals where taking care of themselves is on the backseat. And I'm not even saying just taking care of ourselves, but also protecting those boundaries and setting those boundaries for ourselves. So the people pleaser episode will definitely help you with digging into more of this too. But where do we find that we give away our time, our power and energy to other people? To what extent is it okay? And to what extent is it not okay? You know, some of us have younger kids. My daughter, who's 16, Athena, she doesn't take a lot of energy from me. But, you know, as a parent, I feel the need and the obligation to provide, to check in, to make sure she's okay. It is our parently duties per se. And one interesting thing that came up in this session that I was in earlier was about mummy guilt. And I was like, yeah, that's a real thing where it comes to parent guilt This is an area where we may find ourselves in that predicament of putting ourselves on fire to take care and keep other people warm. How do we treat the wounds from a fire? And how many times is it really quite honestly sustainable for you to continue to repeatedly go through that process? If you guys watched the last episode with Dr. Nicole Panathir, she talks about that whole process of boundaries and relationships and how making sure that putting in those boundaries. It's okay to say no. It's okay to maybe not want to do something specific with that person or wanting to communicate what your needs are. And if it doesn't always pan out to be when you start to communicate those needs, how those individuals can almost be surprised. They're not used to that side of you. They're used to you constantly putting out the fires, constantly keeping them warm, in this case with this analogy. And I think this is a really powerful place where we lose our power. I think of a fire and I think of the strength that a fire has and the ability of what a fire can do. But I also understand that once you've extinguished it, what is left afterwards is no longer those strong branches or trees or or whatever it is. Now this is ashes and coals that we're dealing with. So I throw out to you that reflection of the second question. So when you find that you're doing this, and when you find that you're giving away pieces of yourself in your life, where are those pieces that you're giving yourself away from? Is that with a particular family member or multiple family members, friends perhaps? Could it be coworkers, bosses, your social groups? Where do you lose pieces of yourself? And when you think of that, is there a certain environment that you find yourself also making those types of compromises? And a compromise, I get it. In relationships, we make compromises all the time. But then there is also the boundaries of where is it healthy and where have you lost the healthiness? And that's what I want us to reflect on for yourself. Now, when you think of those people and those places, is this a combination So for example, if it is a spouse, do you find that you give those particular pieces of yourself in certain situations to your spouse? Meaning, is it when you're at a party? Is it when you are in private moments? Is it when you guys are talking over the phone? Bringing a level of awareness to these areas in your life can also bring the ability for you to make 
meaningful change that is not only beneficial to you, but also to those individuals around you as well. When Dr. Nicole Panathir had mentioned about the whole level of communication and we were talking about the idea of sharing what your needs are, the other person or people in your life may not necessarily realize that these are your needs. This is what you are wanting from the relationship for yourself, whatever that is. And going back and in some senses, especially too with certain relationships, we just assume that they're going to know what we think. All of a sudden, my spouse, Brad, has psychic powers and he can read my mind and know exactly what I need of him. Yes, we've been together for like over 20 years. There are moments where I scarily think he is reading my mind, but I can't assume that in all pretenses. I can't assume when he's made me upset that he's even known that he's done that. And that's the power of those communication components for you. But one thing that also came up in today's session, it was a wonderful group of people, was you have to find your voice. Finding your voice to ask what it is that you want. And that voice itself is not just about asking when I reflect on this now, it's also about letting people know what you want. Sometimes it's not about an ask, it's a directive. I'm needing this from you. Instead of me saying, can I get this from you? Sometimes you have to be even as bold as to say, this is what I need. So when we are reflecting and I'm having you go through these questions, my question to you is, is there a part of you that can ask? And is there a part of you that can direct and guide those individuals and say, this is what I need. This is why I need it. And that's even a funny one too, is do you have to even explain the reason why you need this? And this came up in, in the session too, and I thought, oh, that's good. Because I don't think every time that you say a yes or a no to something that you have to offer an explanation. There are times though, as we are maybe guiding individuals in our world, making the change that you're working towards. So let's just say I'm wanting to get more workouts in. Let's just go for that. So I'm trying to get in more workouts and I'm trying to add some of these changes into my world. In that process though, it also means that I could be disrupting the individuals in the house as I'm working out, say, early in the morning. Having this level of communication with the individuals in this world of mine that could potentially be disrupted from their usual status quo, that maybe I'm as quiet as a mouse in the morning, they never hear me. And then all of a sudden, now I'm starting to pound around in the house doing these, you know, jumping jacks and whatever it is, and I'm waking them up. I'm disrupting the normal regular process of our lives. And so when that happens, you're naturally going to get that disruption from other people too. So it's not always going to be the easiest route to get to our success. And in fact, once you've made that decision to make this tiny tweak, change, protect a boundary, whatever that looks like, that's usually when it's almost like the eye of the storm. You've made that decision, you know where where you want to go, but now you are about to walk into that storm, the blizzard, hurricane, tornado, whatever that is, tidal wave, tsunami. That is where you know you're going to get yourself to disrupting the usual. And as you disrupt the usual, that could affect the environment that you're in, the people you're around. And this is where I think 
having a little bit of that extra communication as to the reason why you're doing something or not doing something anymore can help also bring people along that journey. So I've mentioned in the past too about the whole chapters. If you were to see yourself as an analogy of a book and you've decided that you've been losing this piece of you. So maybe there's a creative side of you that you've been losing. You haven't been able to get into that creative juices as much anymore. And now you're trying to get that back. So you've made that decision. You started thinking about perhaps how you can start integrating that back into your life. As you start making some of these decisions and start making some of these changes, you're moving along the chapters of your book. Now you're on chapter five. The people around you aren't even aware that this is what's happening. So they are actually starting on chapter one of your book. You have to bring them along with the journey and helping them know the reason why this is important to you, maybe what you're anticipating to do and how you're going to do that is allowing you to bring them along the journey and bring them through the chapters where you once were already. I love this analogy so much because I think it's such an accurate depiction If you've read up to chapter five in a particular book, you know where this character is and what they're doing and what's happened. And if you start talking to somebody who's just started out the book, they don't know all of this stuff. In some ways, yes, you're going to be giving them a bit of a teaser, but the idea is you're easing them in and helping them even want to walk to the next chapter. Now, here's the question I have. What if that person doesn't want to go through the chapters with you in your book? Hmm. Is this something that is a concern for you right now? Maybe it's not, but I think we should spend a bit of time there just in case. Because preparing for that can also help you through your chapters as well. Also help you to evaluate, is this something that's worth the risk and potential loss? Sometimes it could be. And sometimes our fear can tell us it's not. And this is where you need to be really honest with yourself. So let's go back to those first two questions that we were introducing in the beginning. Where is it that you put yourself on fire to warm other people? These people that you are warming up, do they require being warmed up? Perhaps they can do this on their own. Maybe they're reliant on you to do this. Maybe these individuals do need to be warmed up, but perhaps you can teach them also how to do it themselves. And maybe in turn can help warm you up. So finding another fuel for fire opposed to perhaps being you. The other question that we were talking about is where in your world do you find you're losing pieces of yourself? This one is a really deep one for me. I want us to revisit that and really sit down and hanker in and think, honestly, where are you losing pieces of your life right now? Maybe you've become complacent. Maybe it's an autopilot mode that you're in, family, business, work, friends, whatever that may be. I want you to start thinking a little bit more outside the box. Peel back the layers of the onion even for you. Okay, maybe it's work. What is it about work that has you feeling stagnant, losing yourself? Could it be a simple solution? Communicating something, making a change in that area that can and flip the switch right back on for you. Keep that engagement, that passion, and that love. Is it maybe something that's deeper? Are you needing a career change? Are you thinking of a career change? 
So when you're kind of making these assessments, I know I've said it before, but I'm a huge advocate on journaling these things down, especially when you're so close to the problem or also been doing this particular thing that you're finding you're losing yourself with for so long, it's almost difficult for you to understand why you started it in the first place or why do you keep doing it? And maybe are there different things that are activating or triggering this for you? Journaling this down will naturally allow you to dig in deeper. One of the questions I'd ask you to do is as you're journaling this, go through and when you get stuck, what else is there? Very simple. What else is there? So when you're not sure, you're getting stuck, you're like, I don't know, what else is there? Well, maybe it could be this, this, and this. Write it all down. Again, this isn't about perfection and having the answer right from the get-go. The idea is almost like the verbal diarrhea, but in written form, you're just throwing it all out there. What's nice is as you start doing this, I guarantee you, you're going to find some of those aha moments. You may also be surprised with what you finally come up with. You may think it is work that is stagnant and stale and you're losing your pieces of yourself in work, but perhaps it's because you're so exhausted by the time you get to work because of things that are going on at home. And it could be just as simple as maybe you got a new puppy and you just don't get any more sleep. However, you know that down the road, it's worth the effort, but it's affecting you at work. Hmm. It's not something you have to do and work through at work. It's something that you have to actually implement and work through at home. What are some solutions that you can put in place for that? Maybe you have someone that lives with you that perhaps they can, you know, take on some of the tasks and help out with doggy duty in the middle of the night as well. Maybe it's about putting the dog in a different room or having another opportunity of maybe a dog sitter. I don't know. But the concept is as you go through and do your journaling and dig deeper and deeper and deeper and ask yourself, what else is there? What else is there? You may find as you go deeper into this question and keep peeling it back, what you are needing for yourself may not be the initial superficial your innate first response would have been. Maybe it was like, I just need to get my lunch breaks. Well, maybe it's not about the lunch breaks. Maybe you are getting in the lunch breaks. You need sleep. And that means something before work even happens. Who knows? So as I've gone through and I've given this recommendation, I'm kind of already really giving you your homework for today. I want you to dig in with the three questions that I've gotten for you today. And I want you to journal them, write them down doodle it out if you want, put pretty colors to it, whatever works. You may not be a person that wants to write pages upon pages of things. Okay, then put out the voice recorder on your phone and just start going. So here's the three questions that I want you to write down for yourself and I want you to work through. Number one, do you set yourself on fire to warm other people? If you answer yes, dig deeper. If you answer no, I want you to also acknowledge how are you doing this? How are you protecting this? Question number two, where are you losing pieces of yourself? People, places, things. Dig deep. 
keep writing, keep talking it through. And that leads us to question number three. What else is there? These three simple questions can help you see where you're doing things right or where things aren't going so right for you. And then allowing you to open those up further to figure out what exactly is it that perhaps isn't working or maybe that is working. I'd love for you to maybe even share this activity with another friend or family member. It's a lot of fun to do something like this together and can bring on a really great coffee discussion. Would you like to download a printable document with these three questions to dig a little bit deeper? It even includes an additional question for you to reflect on. Check out the show notes for the link to the member site on yourinnervitality.com for exclusive access to this and future documents and support that only you can get as a member. Do you like what you hear? Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating on Apple. Now remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. Be sure to join us in our Facebook group, Your Inner Vitality Community. We would love to hear from you. What were the golden nuggets that you took away from today's discussion? And more importantly, what actions are you going to take? Now, if you're also not a subscriber to the monthly newsletter, Finding My New Normal, make sure you also subscribe today. Don't miss out on any of the good stuff happening within this supportive community. Both of these links are available in today's show notes. And thank you again for joining us and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode of Your Inner Vitality. Remember, it's your time.